Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 94. Welcome to June of 2020. I can't believe we just made it through a lot of tough times. 13 weeks now we're going into distance learning. I know tonight I'm excited because my school is starting their promotionals for the eighth graders to move into high school. There's so much stuff to talk about, so much going on. And I want to bring on my co-host for today, Miss Susan Vincent. Susan, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Great. I'm like you. I can't believe it's June. What a it is June. several weeks we've been through. We've been through a lot. And getting surreal. The, the nice thing about what's going on right now is schools are finally starting to look forward to the future. And they're starting yes. to look ahead to what's going on. I know I just came from a meeting in my school district where we're looking at doing trainings and how to get in and virtual versus physical. All of that stuff. And the topic has to come up of how do you become a tech coach. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Susan, you've been a tech coach for a couple of days, haven't you? Yeah, just a few. Just a few. How, let's, how, let's try 15 years or so. And I'm so glad this is one of the big reasons why I, I love doing these topics is everybody has a different adventure. Everybody has a different story. And if you guys are you know, interested in sharing your stories, def- don't forget to subscribe today. We're, of course, broadcasting live on Facebook and on YouTube. And, of course, you can subscribe to Ask the Tech Coach every single Monday. And all of our resources are over on askthetechcoach.com, or you can check out our blogs, our podcasts, and everything. We're even working on a brand new mastermind. We're going to be relaunching it over the fall. So if you're looking to do some of that great stuff, check us out. And you can, of course, use the hashtag AskTheTechCoach. But Susan, it's not about us. It's about our listeners. Our listeners who are out there, maybe who are looking for their first tech coaching position, maybe looking for their second tech coaching position. (sighs) It's a big topic, isn't it, Susan? Yes, and a huge journey, very much a journey. (laughs) It is, and it's a journey that you start sometimes without knowing that you start it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's it's a journey that sometimes you don't even realize you're starting. Somebody might come up to you, a, a friend, a colleague, an administrator, and go, you know, you'd make a really good tech coach, or have you ever thought about doing professional development, right? Yes, very much. It's definitely, um, you know, one of those things you don't realize you're going into until, oh, this is a possibility. And then it hits you and you, you know, move forward slowly in phases. How did you become a tech coach? So I was teaching in the classroom. I started teaching back in 1998. 
So I was teaching in the classroom, elementary. Um, I had taught um, a little bit of middle school language arts. Um, so I dabbled here and there. And then when I moved back to where I live now here in um, where I am here in Kentucky, um, in Bullock County and uh, just outside of Louisville, um, I was looking for a job and I was applying for teaching positions. You know, I was elementary edge certified. And there was a library media um, position open, which I had a minor and an endorsement to be a library media specialist. So that's what I did at the elementary school. I was in that library media position for five years. And in addition to that, I was what we call the school technology coordinator. In other words, I was the liaison between the teachers when they had a hardware failure and um, to send those um, help desk tickets to the IT department. So I was that liaison or I could fix it if I knew how and all that good stuff. So, you know, for five years there, I kind of, you know, learned what I didn't really realize I was interested in. And through those five years, I became more and more interested and I had to get a master's degree. So I got my master's degree um, through Florida State University online in technology management, which taught you, you know, how to be a coach, how to be a tech director, all that good stuff. So um, finally, our district got to the place where we were able to apply for a federal grant. Back then, I think it was called the Title IId grant. And um, we were able to get three um, what we called technology integration specialists. So I was um, involved in the initial writing of that grant just as a library media specialist. And then I ended up getting um, one of those positions. So that was in 2007. So I've been a tech coach since then. And then just the last, I just finished my second year in a new school system in a private school. So, you know, it's definitely been a journey and I've learned as I've gone and, you know, learned to develop that rapport with teachers and training, which we'll talk more about. It certainly is a journey that everybody has uniquely you know my my, my journey here started when i was teaching orchestra i started doing professional development classes i became google certified uh microsoft certified i started getting into the podcasting scene this is 2012 13 or so and basically i started looking and a school district called and found me and said are you interested and 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 next thing you know you know here, there I was, I should say. And then five years later, now I'm in a new school district doing some things with, with the tech coaching program. Everybody has their own journey. We want to hear your journey. I see people out there watching. Yes. Live. Please feel free to leave a comment below in Facebook or on YouTube, or certainly reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. So let's kind of dive into these different situations here because everybody's got this, this function, which is what is the job? What does it do? But the most important thing here is how do you get there? So what qualifies you, right? Does, does something qualify you for being a tech coach? Can anybody be a tech coach? Well, you know, one thing, and I've put this in the show notes for, um, you know, for those of you who want to kind of study over this later is you need to be able to reflect upon your own strengths and not be afraid to tout your knowledge. But remember, just because you are whether you're a self-proclaimed tech geek or someone else has proclaimed you a tech geek, you might be able to talk that tech talk, but until you can talk the tech talk on the level of the user and the teacher and that beginner, you might not be made to be a tech coach. You might be made to be an IT person, right? but you might not be made to be a tech coach and it's two different worlds. You Though we want to meld them together and work together well, a tech coach is not always the tech geek. 
You you don't want to be approaching ed tech as if you were Sheldon Cooper. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to be talking no. on this high level. I feel that a tech coach should at first and foremost be a teacher, somebody who's Absolutely. been there. And, and I also find I'm going to generalize and, and, and please pick on me here, uh, Susan and anybody else, but tech coaches usually come in two varieties. They're either the, the middle 20s, you know, a couple years in, people find that they like technology and then they have that, I want to get out and I want to go. Or they're somewhere in that late 30s, early 40s, somewhere in there of, I've done 15 years. I've, I've done my time in the classroom. That sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Yes. And, and now I'm looking for a new adventure. I'm looking for you know leadership, but not principalship. And I'm kind of in that same thing here. I'm going to be 41 soon. And you know, I, I, I'm in the classroom. I'm doing things. I have an administrative de- cert. But I don't want to be a principal. I don't want to be that. I, I like working with adults, but I also like being in the classroom. And I kind of like swinging that door back and forth of those two different things. Um, what are the qualifications, though? What you know? What are you looking for? Can you, can you just get every ed tech badge and then start putting your resume together? <laughs> well, it's not that easy. Again, you need to have those presentation skills. Um, you need to have rapport with people. You know, if you're not a person, if you're in the classroom and you're that teacher who doesn't always mesh well with your team and you're wanting to go out on your own for everything else, maybe tech coaching is not for you. You have to be that team player, understand what's going on. You have to be a listener. As a tech coach, you're not always the person saying, okay, we're going to do it this way. I'm giving you this tech tool. You're going to go forth and use it. No, you have to be a listener. And that's something I've learned in my journey. You know, you know, starting out, I was like, oh, here's this cool tech tool. And I was sharing, sharing, sharing. So, you know, just from my own advice to you guys who are, you know, just starting this journey, you know, learn to listen. Be a listener first. Get those teachers' background, experience, and knowledge, just like we do with our students in our classrooms. We have to know where they are in order to start presenting things to them. You know, when I think about all the tech coaching and the working with adults, I I often think back to me being an undergrad where I was, you know, I was a music major. We were getting lessons every single week or so on our our main instrument. And I I can say that during my time, I, I don't know how much I learned. I don't know how much I picked up. But after I was out, after I was teaching and I look back, I realized I picked up so much stuff, but it was because I was in the moment. It wasn't hitting me that what I was actually learning. And I, even now the tech coaching stuff, I hear my violin teacher in me giving those assignments, giving the, you know, the, the, the pedagogy, how to do things, how to, you know, how to take a, a musical piece and break it down. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a, with, a, with a Google Docs lesson. How do you break that down for somebody else? Guys, if you have any ideas of what qualifies you as being a good tech coach, please reach out to us. Leave a comment below. We would love to share it with you here as we go through. Now, are you okay there, Susan? Um, yes, the, they're testing the fire alarm. Oh, my goodness. We're testing the fire alarm. What a great time to do that. I'm sorry yes. for anybody who's driving, listening to all of Please this. Please excuse me. <laughs> well, let, let's just take a look at that because you said that you went back for like an ed tech degree. Um, I know there's a lot of great programs where you can get an ed tech master. Some states require you to be ed tech certified or whatever that way that that looks. Um 
to to be that. Pennsylvania, I believe, is one of those states where I, I can't be a, a, a tech coach in Pennsylvania. I'm not certified. In New Jersey, we didn't have that uh, requirement, so I could be a tech coach. Uh, Connecticut's kind of a little bit different, too. Um, do you need a master's degree in educational technology or is a bunch of, uh, you know, merit badges good enough? <laughs> well, and again, remember, it's not all about the badges and it's not all about the degree. But, you know, again, like Jeff is saying, different states are going to require different things here in Kentucky. We don't have to have, you know, that separate ed tech degree. Many people, when they do go into the tech coaching job, end up going through and getting it, Kentucky does require a master's degree. So that's where, you know, many of our um, digital learning coaches is what we call them. Um, th that's the direction many of them will go. It's, it's not necessarily that you have to have, you know, that piece of paper saying, oh, you qualify to do this job. You need to have that willingness to learn and, you know, the background knowledge to do so. That's where the speaking the tech geek comes in handy. You do need to know your stuff, whether that came from a master's degree or just experience in the classroom, using it yourself and, you know, teaching others as you've gone along before you've applied for the tech coach position. Have you ever looked at somebody, whether it be in your school district at a conference and said, you know what, you'd make a good tech coach. Have you ever thought about it? Oh, yes. I tell, you know, I have a handful of teachers right now that I work with and I've looked at them and told them that, you know, I encourage them to present at conferences, our local state conference and such. And, you know, there's a good handful of teachers that I have right now who, you know, would be able to fill a position if we had one available. <laughs> Why do you look at those specific people? What are the characteristics? What are the traits? Um, relationships, rapport. I can't say it enough. Relationships and rapport. They have, first of all, they have that background knowledge. They use technology in their classroom, but they enjoy teaching. You can see it when they're teaching their students. And in some cases, when they have assisted me with trainings, excuse me again, I'm so sorry. When they have uh, helped me with trainings, they have taken over and just done an awesome job in, you know, making the teachers that we're training feel comfortable, first-time users, and such as that. So, you know, they have, again, that rapport. That's the bottom line for me. So not only do we have an amazing sound system in your school, but we also have a question coming in from one of our listeners here. Uh, Craig is asking, should tech coaches be full-time or part-time? And I think that's a, it's a good question, but I think that also depends on where you are. I used to be a tech coach. I was one guy, the entire district, six buildings. And now I'm one tech coach per building that's also teaching 12 classes. Mm -hmm. Totally different end of the spectrum. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely depending upon the school district that you're working for or, you know, even sometimes it's building by building. So it definitely varies across the country. You know, I've always been in my tenure as a tech coach, I've always been full time. But, you know, there's smaller school districts out there in rural parts of the country who have part time tech coaches and, you know, they're also the music teacher or whatever. <laughs> So, so it can definitely go both ways, depending on the part of the country and the size of your school district. So you have this interest. Somebody might recommend you. Now you want to do this. 
what goes into a tech coach's resume? I find it extremely difficult to take everything that I've done, and I, I don't want this to sound off, but and cram it into one page or two oh, yes. pages, right? And it's easy just to say, here's my resume. It's a QR code. <laughs> yes. Because you don't want it to be that either. You don't want, you know, you don't want it to have, say, I am EdTech's gift to EdTech. <laughs> and this is where you're always, this is where you're wanting to put all those badges too. And, you know, that's where you have to kind of discern of, you know, what's important. And then we have another um, topic on down in the show notes of, um, you know, getting to know the school or the district that you're applying to, you know. Okay, so what, you know, study that district and think, okay, what's most important to this district? And then determine, okay, what should I put on my resume that would make me marketable right. to this interview committee? I, I know so many people that have a standard about me paragraph and they just paste, paste, paste. And maybe if I'm a Microsoft district, I don't care that you're a Google trainer or a Google right. level one. And so maybe that's important to put on your resume, but maybe mm -hmm. that's third. And you put your MIE status for, you know, knowing that. And I also, that, right, right. And so knowing where to put those different things is tough. And you know what? There isn't a right answer. You know, there really isn't a right answer. I, I feel that it's just like anything else. There's a lot of wrong answers, right? But there's yes. not, a, but, but there is no real right answer for doing all of this stuff. So Jeff, let me ask you this on your journey. You've just, just this past school year switched school districts. So how did you determine as you moved what to put on your resume as you were looking for a new position? I made sure I knew the school district I was walking into. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a friend um, in an administrative position kind of kind of help me get into the school district and get get the resume passed. Um, I knew they were a Google school. Um, I also knew that they were, you know, were moving into the Microsoft realm in the next couple of years. So being able to show off that I have both of those qualifications and I've got connections in both of those and I've got training, but you know, there's a lot of different things that you can use to show off. I, I get it. Not everybody has a YouTube channel and future cast and all that different stuff. <laughs> and you don't need any of those things to be a, a oh, tech no. coach, but, um, you obviously understand that when you're putting out resumes, um, People are looking at the materials and they're vetting you before they make 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 that call. So, um, you know, not going to lie, when I'm doing stuff for for Google schools and for Google things, Teacher Cast is pumping out a lot of Google based stuff mm -hmm. because I want that to be seen. And when they go to Teacher Cast, I want them to see that I had a lot of how to do this and how to do that because that you know really that is your interview in so many ways. Oh yes, um, the interview is a personality test. But the interview itself, you know, it's your digital portfolio. Um, you've got a digital portfolio. Many tech coaches have a digital portfolio. What is a digital portfolio when it comes to this? Is it is it a, is it a how to? Is it a resume page? Is it a? Do you have to make a teacher cast? Like what 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 is it that's going to get that resume, both physical and digital, seen to get you in the front door? And I'll stop you. Because I'm going to assume that we're going to a new building, not my principal has asked me to become a tech coach. Let's talk right. brand new building, strangers, all that good stuff. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's just important, you know, be sure to, in other words, keep to your, not keep to yourself, but um, keep real to yourself. You know, don't try to make, don't try to sell yourself for more than you really are. Be yourself. You know, if you're not a YouTuber, then don't try to make a YouTube channel and put it out there just for the sake of doing it. If you're not a blogger, don't put a blog out there and just write, um, you know, shallow things that are not going to make any sense to that district. Show your own personality and how you do things, because that's going to reflect on how you're going to do the tech coaching job. You know, for me, I'm more of a YouTube than a blogger. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, my forte is conducting the trainings, is doing the how-to stuff, whereas my coworkers' forte, you know, may be something else, more of the one-on-one, you know, right there with the teacher. So, you know, even and when you have teammates, it's going to be strength, strength and being able to show what your strengths are going to add to that team. So, you know, know your strengths and keep true to yourself when you do those digital portfolios or even the typed up resume. You know, don't try to tout something that, you know, is your weakness because that's going to come through and, you know, not look great upon yourself. We have a, a comment here. It says you want to make sure that your resume has the keywords aligned to the job position. Um, I know last year when I was doing uh, job hunting, not only was I going for teaching positions, I was going for real positions uh, you know what i mean not non-edu <laughs> positions and a lot right. of that stuff on the monsters.com and the linkedin you know they're feeding these digital pdfs through keyword searches yes. and if you say edu and they want education it might not pop up for you so i did a lot of research and, and met with a lot of people last year as far as you know how do you do these things um you know there is no right answer, right? I, I, I totally agree with what our listeners are saying here. And again, please feel free to reach out on our comments on Facebook, on YouTube. You can certainly use Ask the, Ask the Tech Coach as the hashtag here. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, that resume is, is really that conversation starter, no more than your district's resume. You know, the, whoever you're going to go see, their website is their resume. I always have a good standard of a couple of questions. How are you? How are things going with your Google system? Are you looking to change it? I try to throw a couple of those questions at the front of, a, of an interview before I start talking. Because you never want to go in there and say, Google is awesome. And have the next thing they're saying is, yes, we're going to Microsoft. We're, we're Microsoft school, yes. We're, we're moving forward because we – so, you know, the interview, if we can transition there, is is – is equally as important. Um, many people who are listening, you know, kind of know my story. I went into an interview once and started talking about all the great things that I've done, all the ISTEs that I've been to, and it didn't land me anywhere. They, they were kind of offended by it. And I went, Oh, ouch. Mm -hmm. And, and ouch, right. Ouch. Right. Um, so you, you want to make sure that, you know, you know who you're talking to, you know what their rule is. Are they a gatekeeper to get you to the next guy? Or are they mm -hmm. the decision maker, right? Yeah, and and those are important things to know and consider who you're talking to, yes. Right. Do you have any suggestions for interviews? Have you been on tech coach interviews? Other than your own, but I mean, have you been on the other side of the table interviewing tech coaches? I have. Um, like I said, I was in my previous district for almost 15 years. And um, so we started out with three of us and um, – 
someone left. So we transitioned a couple of times. I was I was one of the constant people among um, two others. And um, yeah, and we just had to think about, okay, where's our focus? You know, at one point when we were hiring um, one new person after I had been there a year or year and a half or so, you know, our focus was still, um, and this was back in 2008, 2009, of just getting the teachers used to using technology. I mean, that was back in the day when we were first getting smart boards and those types mm-hmm. of things. Um, so it was just a person who, you know, coming out of the classroom who had used technology. And then our focus after a few years, you know, five more years down the road, we were um, going through some personnel transition and we were looking at going to one-to-one. So we had to find someone, you know, with that experience who may had dabbled in one-to-one before who knew, you know, and we were probably going to Chromebooks and Google at that point. So we had to, first of all, before as an interview committee, we had to have a focus. So, you know, if you're interviewing for a tech coach position going in, you might want to, in your studying of the district, know what their vision is. Where is their focus going? You know, if you you can't always find that out, but try to get a feel for that as you're talking to them. And, you know, when they say, do you have any questions for us? Ask those types of things. So where are you all going as a district? What's your big picture vision? You know, find out about that so you can elaborate more on the questions they're asking. Having those conversation points is really extremely important now more than ever. Uh, I wanted to take a quick pause and, and share with you guys a brand new blog post that we have coming out on TeacherCast. It's how to keep your parents engaged throughout the summertime through Google Classroom. I know a lot of people are emailing parents left and right these days. And of course, what parent isn't just deleting all of the same emails over again? Do something different. Have all your parents and students be put into a Google Classroom. I give you guys step-by-step instructions for how to do all that stuff and check that out over on askthetechcoach.com and of course you can find out more about it over on TeacherCast. Now Susan as we're looking forward to this you know there's a lot of people that are saying I'd like to be a tech coach soon. I'd like to be a tech coach next year. Um, What can people do now to start preparing for this? Should they just start blasting resumes if they're ready or not? Should they be looking at next year? Should they be applying to these different badging and, you you know, different uh, ed tech uh, openings? What can we do to better prepare ourselves for the future? That way we can land the job that we want. My biggest advice is to find a mentor, whether it is a tech coach in your building whether it's Jeff and I, whatever, find a mentor and ask questions. You know, Jeff and I have been doing this, like he said, for just a few days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can try to give you guidance and advice just through our own experience. You know, we don't have all the answers, but we have experience. We've been on the journey. So find someone to talk to, find their, to have them tell, have that mentor tell you their story their experiences, what they've been through. That's, that's huge. And, you know, when I was first starting out in 2007, there weren't very many tech coaches in Kentucky, but there were a few. And I had some awesome people that um, surrounded me. And some of them were tech directors who were just hiring tech coaches themselves. But I did a lot of talking with them. I 
after I even first got my position, I got um, heavily involved in our state um, tech coaching cohort, our KISTI organization, our um, Kentucky Society for Technology and Education. Many states have one. It's usually affiliated with the um, larger ISTE organization. So get involved with those cohorts. Um, you know, join our mastermind cohorts that, um, you know, we're working on um, bettering it. Just find a mentor. That's huge. And just talk and ask questions. Certainly want to echo that. You know, one of the things that I've done over the last couple of years is not only create the mastermind as an official group here on TeacherCast, but really create a, a global network of other tech coaches just to bounce things off of. That's how you and I met each other. Just being able to connect, have somebody to talk to, and really get those ideas out. Uh, do you need to be a Google level one? Doesn't hurt. No. Right? It doesn't hurt. Uh, do you need to be a Google certified trainer? Doesn't hurt, right? But and it's not for everybody, but it doesn't hurt. Many people are are tech coaches in their building without the official title, and that's all wonderful. What is important, Susan, is that we are here to support everybody, no matter if they're in the tech coach world, looking to get into the tech coach world, or like you've been in there for a couple hours <laughs> and are looking to, to broaden their stuff. Susan, we're here every single Monday throughout the course of the summertime and beyond. This is, of yes. course, episode number 94. That means we're six away from that big 100 number. Oh, man. We're looking forward to it. We've got some great things coming up here in the world of tech coaching. Um, on our next couple episodes, we've got some great topics. I'm stalling for time as I pull things up. Next week on episode 95, we're going to be talking about how to run successful boot camps. Um, Many tech coaches these days are used to putting together their summer PD, you know, come in for a six-hour day, we'll feed you, we'll teach you. Well, that's virtual now. So we're going to be yes. talking next week about how to do all that stuff. And then the following week, we're going to be dealing with episode number 96, which is how do you train new teachers? I don't know if we're going to be having people coming in to do new teacher training or if that's going to be virtual, but we're going to certainly have that conversation. If any of those topics interest you or you're somebody who's planning that yourself, we would love to have you guys be a guest on the show. You can, of yes. course, reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Leave me a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. I would love to have you guys on and check us out. Many of you guys have been commenting on our video. We are now live in the brand new TeacherCast studios, and many of you guys are commenting on the fact that there's just so much chaos going on here. There are <laughs> things that are fixed. There are things that need to get uh, re-put together. We are building out a brand new studio here, so check out all the great stuff over on TeacherCast. Of course, you've got our Ask the Tech Coach Network. We've got everything going on as far as all the educational podcasting stuff goes. And there is just a lot of great stuff as we start to kind of come out of that proverbial shell and get back into the world with all the stuff that's happening here. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Connecticut. Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be doing Tech Coach Live probably around this time every week over the summertime. We haven't quite settled into a calendar yet. So if you want to check out the live show, you're going to have to subscribe to us over on teachercast.net slash YouTube. We want to say thank you to the hundreds of people who are listening live. Yes, and Susan, thank you. You, I'm going to keep pressuring you because I like to do that. When is your new website going to be launched? Um, before the beginning of the school year. So it's, we're working on it this summer. Uh, Jeff is uh, very graciously helping me uh, rebuild techimaginations.net. So we're excited about the plans and um, we're getting moving on that. So we'll have that unveiled for you here in the next several weeks, probably sometime in August. And of course, we can find you online where? 
uh, techimaginations.net and at SV314DWS on Twitter. And we'll have all the links to that and everything over in our show notes. This is episode number 94 of Ask the Tech Coach. You can find all the information at askthetechcoach.com. And I hope to see you guys in a future live show or on Monday mornings when we drop our podcast. And that does it for Susan and I today. On behalf of everybody here at the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.